do you find your ideal client on social media? By now, you might have heard me talk about how important engagement is to getting clients with a small audience. And by the way, if you've never heard me say that, where have you been? <laughs> Check out episode 88 on how to get to know your followers on social media, or even episode 86 about posting every day and still not getting clients. I bet you I have mentioned engagement in there somewhere. In fact, I probably talk about engagement in every single episode. It's that important. Anyways, I digress. If you've heard me talk about engagement, you're probably wondering who you should be engaging with. Are all followers made equal when it comes to engagement? Or should you have a specific ideal client in mind? And how do you identify them online? Let's talk about that today. Hi, I'm your host, Ina Coveney. Every Monday, I bring you an interview with a successful online coach where we uncover their true startup story and we wrap it up with a companion episode on Thursdays, this one right here, where I teach you three things that our guest is doing very right in their business and you should start doing right now. At this moment, we are in the off season. This means that I'm hard at work recording all those interviews from the top coaches you want to hear from. So until the next season kicks off, it will be just you and me every Thursday to keep your business moving. And today, our focus will be on the three truths about finding your ideal client on social media. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts while wondering what's an off season anyway and when will the next season begin, I love your excitement. The answer is May of 2022. You'll want to keep your ears perked for more amazing interviews starting in May of 2022. And now that I answered your burning question, please head over to the review section and leave us a five-star review and say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. Welcome to The Global Phenomenon, the podcast about online coaching, the inspiring new career path responsible for multiple self-made millionaires, opening the doors for experts and professionals like you and me to stop living paycheck to paycheck and design a rich and abundant life with one purpose, to help others. I'm your host, Ina Coveney, six-figure entrepreneur and business coach. Listen for lessons and strategies that will turn you into the next global phenomenon. Today's episode begins now. Finding your ideal client on social media can be actually really easy, <laughs> but it takes some practice and it takes some developing a sixth sense for who your ideal client could be. And when you're just starting out in your business, you might actually not have much of a clue of who that person is. Two completely different accounts on social media who are following you may look like your ideal client at first glance. But then you realize after you talk to them that they were not really your ideal client because you missed some very, very glaring, important cues that they were giving in their profile. Right. So how do you know? And I'm going to like before we get to it, before I tell you the things that you really need to know about identifying your ideal client online, we kind of have to talk about the elephant in the room. 
And that is that when you're doing engagement on social media, your first thoughts are going to be, okay, how do I get these followers of mine to become clients? And if I'm going to be doing engagement, then clearly I'm doing it because I want them to sign up to work with me. Therefore, like there's a lot of like, if then, if then, if then, all right, if they're my followers, then they I want them to sign up as my clients. If I talk to them, then I'm doing it because I want to sign them as clients. If I talk to them, if I spend my time researching their account and and figuring out how to talk to them and, and how to have a genuine conversation with them, and they end up not wanting to sign up to work with me, therefore, that might be a waste of my time. I want to call that out. I want to call out any time that you've ever thought Is talking to this person going to be worth my time? Because that's where you shoot yourself in the foot, okay? When you're looking at your followers list as a meat market, when you're looking at your followers list as these are all leads and they must all sign up to work with me. And if I talk to them and they don't want to sign up to work with me, I'm going to move on. And I'm telling you this because I have been on the receiving end of these messages, of people sending me a message saying, hey, I noticed that you're a business owner. Uh, How long have you been in business? And because I'm the easiest person to engage with, because I will literally have a conversation with anybody, I continue the conversation. I'm like, oh, I've been doing this for four years and I love it. How long have you been doing it? Where do you live? What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. And inevitably, I always know that there's going to be a pitch coming. I always know because I've been doing this for a very long time and I know what I'm looking at and I know what a genuine conversation feels like and what what a disingenuous one does too, okay? So when the pitch inevitably comes and they, I know that they're all in their head. I know that they're thinking, okay, how do I turn this conversation from like being all pleasant and talking about our businesses to uh, getting this person to sign up to work with me or getting this person deeper in my funnel? So I've gotten the request like, hey, so I have this course that I want to publish and um, I want to give you free access to it so that you can give me some feedback. Would you mind doing that? And if I go like, well, first, before we do that, Am I your ideal client? I ask him that. I like that's the first thing that comes to mind. It's like, am I your ideal client? Can you describe your ideal client to me first and see if this is gonna be worth my time? Right? And that's usually where the conversation starts to fizzle. Sometimes it doesn't just fizzle. Sometimes that's where the conversation ends. Not on my side, not because of me, but because that person realized, like, oh. I'm going to move on to the next person then because I'm looking for somebody who's going to say, hell yes, this is what I want, right? That happens all the time. And I always give people the benefit of the doubt. I really do. But anybody who is just talking to me because they want me to sign up to work with them is not somebody that I'm interested in getting to know. And here's the thing that I know that that might be a lot of you. And I want to get to know you. Anybody who's hearing the sound of my voice right now, I would love to get to know you personally because I know that you're a human. But your practices may be turning off 
potential leads, potential clients, potential great connections. You guys, I've been on that conversation, on that receiving end of, uh, hey, can you check out my program? Or can you um, come to my masterclass? Or can you download my freebie? Like I've been on that receiving end many times. And there are times that I'm like, so right now I'm not looking for that opportunity. Thank you so much for giving it to me. So tell me a little bit more, like how long have you been developing it? How's it going? Like I'll continue a conversation and they shut me down. They just move on. And I'm like, you know that you just missed out on having an amazing collaborator. Because if there's one thing that I love to do is to collaborate with people is to show them to my audience, is to share their lives, is to share what they're doing, especially if they're good people. Like, I want to share their stuff. They just missed out on an amazing connection because all they saw me as was a number, was a lead, was a potential client. That is just the perfect way for you to just never move on from this step that you're in right now, which is audience engagement. Because it's just not going to work a lot of the time. And this is something that I talk about all the time, is that if you have a small audience, you cannot afford to burn bridges with 90% of them by making offers too soon, by ghosting them, by following and unfollowing. You cannot afford that. Every connection counts. So let's go back to talking about ideal client, okay? When we're talking about ideal client, when we're talking about finding our ideal client on social media, you got to stop that mentality that anybody who might remotely look like your potential client, therefore must be a potential client and that we have to sign them. When you're meeting people online, you got to keep an open mind because it might not be. In fact, they might be your ideal client, but they might not want that service from you. And that's something that I just heard from Carrie Perry. She said it beautifully. If you are not following her, you should. Uh, Social from Scratch is her account. And or, yeah, Social from Scratch. Yeah, that's her account. Uh, she just said that beautifully. That person might just not gonna want to work with you. But how do you find out? How do you find out if this person actually wants to work with you or not? by talking to them, by actually getting to know them. So we're here trying, we're here talking about trying to get our ideal client online. There are three things that I need you to be really, really clear on. And I need you to take these things as facts, as axioms, as the absolute truth. And if you're not doing these things, it's going to be so much harder for you to engage with your ideal client online. Okay, why don't we start with the first one? The first one is making the mistake of casting too wide a net. And I know that you've heard this one before. I know you've heard this one before because everybody's telling you to niche down, niche down, niche down. Okay, here's the deal. I am actually thinking of something very, very specific with this one. I met someone and this was a few years back, and we were talking about her ideal client. This was someone who sold creams. I think she was in an MLM. And when I asked her who her ideal client was, she said it was women who want to have clear skin 
and who are between the ages of 18 and 65. Okay, you can already tell that is a very extreme example because you can already tell that that is probably not going to fly, that that audience is just way too broad. You already know that, right? Here's what I'm going to give, in, give more to this conversation because I want you to really picture this. Even if my range was between 18 and 30, okay? I narrowed it down. I, I closed it in by half. I don't want you to pick an age range based on who you can help because I know you can help everybody. You could help everybody and their grandmothers. You could. Literally, like if I, if I give you an 18-year-old, if I give you a 60-year-old, I know that you can help them. There is no question as to whether you can help them or not. So that's not how you define the audience. You define the audience based on the kind of community that you want to be building. I want you to pretend that the people that you're defining as your ideal client are about to get all together in a conference room, okay? Because you... And I, I know a conference, I actually was, I was, I was thinking a conference hall, not a conference room. I was, think, like, I was thinking in a conference, right? Like suppose that I'm going to have my very first live conference event, right? The, your business in a pocket, right? That's going to be the name of my conference. Your business in a pocket. And Ina is always like Ina, right? Your business in a nutshell, even better, right? Your business in a nutshell conference. Come and check it out. Who do you want to show up? If you have a group of ages 18 to 30, you're going to have a really difficult time getting them to interact and relate with each other. The differences in life experience, the differences in where they are in their journey of healing, of business, of, you know, whatever it is that you teach. The difference in their path is going to be extremely different. So even though you could help every single one of them, they're not going to want to hang out with each other. A 30-year-old who has kids and a family and a full-time job is going to have very, very different needs than someone who's just out of high school trying to figure out life. So when you come up with your ideal client avatar, your ICA, I'm going to encourage you to remember that. I call this the Starbucks test. And I actually have this, like this is like in, in my program, I'm giving you like a little glimpse of my program when I help people with clarity. I have like something called the Starbucks test. And that is that if you go live and you tell everyone, hello, people, we are going to be talking about this topic and I want you to meet me at the Starbucks down the street. Who do you want to show up? Because when they show up, they're going to be mingling. They're going to be talking to each other. What group do you really want to serve? Is it people who are closer in age to you? Is it people who are in that sweet spot age that you know you can serve? Is it people who are younger, people who are older? Who is it? So that is the first tip that I wanted to give you. That when you define your ideal client... You're not defining them based on who you can help. It's based on the community that you want to create. Who do you want to show up to Starbucks? Who do you want to show up to your conference? Who do you want to be friends with each other? That is going to be your ideal client. So run it through that exercise and then DM me 
I'm on Instagram at Your Engagement Coach. DM me and tell me if that exercise helped you get clarity in narrowing down your audience. Because even people who have been taking business classes forever and following every business, uh, every business influencer since the beginning of time, even they have difficulty narrowing down that narrowing down that age group. So I know that there's at least 75% of you who are struggling with that age group question. So put it that way, who do you want to hang out with at Starbucks? And that is the answer to your age group question. Okay, and that is pretty easy to see on social media, especially if you have real people following you, because you can immediately tell where they are in their age journey. Why don't we go to number two, the second tip that I have for you about finding your ICA online. And that is to stop defining your ideal client based on where they want to be. Instead, describe your ideal client based on where they are right now. This is one of the biggest hurdles that I have seen that people have to get over when they're defining their ideal client. And that is that their bio or their definition looks something like, I help women achieve all of their goals and live the life they want. I can bet you there's at least one person who has that in their bio right now. I empower women to get unstuck. I can assure you, some of you have that in your bio right now. Why does that not work? Because every woman, every woman of every walk of life wants to meet her goals and wants to get unstuck and wants to feel empowered. Every single one. So when I describe my ideal client, I'm not going to say, oh, women who want to have a thriving business online. I'm not. You know how I describe my ideal client? If you were to ask me like, Ina, who do you serve? I serve online coaches who have been in business for at least a year. They post every day. They've been buying every course out there. They've been buying Reels courses. They've been buying YouTube courses. They've been buying uh, mindset courses, but they're still in debt and not getting clients yet. And they are frustrated. And they're wondering, when is my business going to work? And they're considering quitting. Like they are probably like six months away from quitting because things are just not working. And this has become a money pit. Those are my people. Those are my people. It's the people who have that, that grit, right? That they're like, no, this has to work. And they keep investing in themselves because they feel like the next investment is what's going to click for them. They have that hope in them, right? And they keep investing and they keep trying new things and things are still not working, but they still show up every single day, right? Those are my people. Those are the people that I'm like, come to mama because I'm going to show you the solution to that. The solution to that is to stop trying to grow your audience, which is what everybody's telling you to do, is what you see in everybody else's account, that you have to grow your audience so you can build authority, so you can get clients, so that things are easy. No, you can make money even without the big audience. Your audience is big enough. 
You can start making money now. You can start getting clients now. Let me teach you about genuine engagement. Let me teach you about getting clients. Those are my people. So I don't describe them as, it's the online coaches who want to thrive in their business. It's the online coaches who want to get to six figures. They all do. That does not help me narrow it down, and it doesn't help my audience see themselves in my definition of who I work with. So when you're thinking of defining your ideal client, I want you to think of their current situation. Where are they now? Not where they want to be. Where are they now? What is the problem that they're complaining about all day long, that they complain about it, that they go to bed thinking about it? Why isn't this working yet? Why am I still not armed with confidence? I see Ina doing her lives and she's so confident. Why can't I be confident? I see so-and-so putting out offers all the time. Why can't I put out those offers? Why can't those offers look great. Why is my offer not, not landing like that? Right? What is your ideal client experiencing right now? Okay? Now, to find them online, you got to listen. You got to see their profile to see if they fit a certain criteria and you develop that sixth sense with experience. And then you got to go and talk to them, which actually takes me to number three. And that is that you and I could sit here and talk about defining your ideal client all day long, all day loving, the entire loving day. But if you're not out there actually meeting real people who match that criteria, what are the chances you're actually going to sign clients that meet that criteria? Because think about it this way. We have been taught to believe mistakenly. We've been taught to believe that we can take our followers and turn them into clients, right? I think I, I had a masterclass called that, how to turn your followers into clients, right? But the truth is that there is a middle step in there. You don't turn a follower into a client. You turn a follower into a lead. A lead can turn into a client. How do you turn a follower into a lead? You got to assess them. You got to determine, are you the kind of person that I want to work with? Are you the kind of person that I want to help? Are you the kind of person I can help? Are you the kind of person who needs what I'm offering? Are you the kind of person who would want to work with me? Do we match? Like, do we fit? And the only way to assess that is by talking to them, especially at this stage, because you guys know I'm all about monetizing small audiences. At this stage, that's how you do it. But Ina, Amy Porterfield doesn't have to talk to everybody one-on-one -on -one, and they buy their stuff, right? So if big people are not doing it, why do I have to do it? Because they did. They already went through that. They were already at your stage. And trust me, they were getting on market research calls and they were getting on, uh, on coffee chats and they were meeting their ideal client because they wouldn't have gotten to the point of mass targeting of audience members if they hadn't perfected the art of meeting that person and getting them to understand that this is the right offer for them. They managed to scale that process. You're not there yet. You can't scale something that doesn't work yet. You can only scale things that work. So to get it to work, it's time to start talking to your people. It's time to start meeting them. Like your goal on social media should literally be, like your only goal should literally be to meet someone 
face-to-face, over DMs, over Zoom, over coffee, to meet a real person that matches your ideal client. Because when we first start out, we kind of write our ideal client like we guess, right? We take traits for that we used to have a few years ago, and that's how we create it. But the real trick here is to actually meet real people that meet that criteria, not just guess and then post and hope that they're attracted to your stuff. That's not how you do it. You got to go down there and talk to them. Okay, so let's recap here. How are you going to find your clients on social media with a small audience? Number one, you got to be clear on their age group. You cannot keep saying to me 18 to 65. You got to know who that person is. Do the Starbucks test. Who do you want to show up? Who do you want to hang out with? How old are they? And that's very easy to see on somebody's social media presence if they fit that demographic. Even if you believe you can help people of other ages, you got to be clear on who's going to be the person that's going to relate to you the most. And it's going to be someone most likely is going to be around your age group because that's what happens. Like attracts like. Is that still a thing? To attract, like, I feel like with the, with the law of attraction, we're going against the, the opposites attract. Like, I was just realizing that. But anyway, like attracts like. Let's, let's go with that one because it, it makes sense. Okay. Number two, when you define who they are, you got to focus on where they are, not what they want. And finally, your job should be going out there and meeting real people that match your criteria. And the only way to do that at this stage is not through Facebook book, Facebook ads targeting. It's through meeting people and talking to them. Thank you so much for listening. You know that part in this episode that made you go, oh my God, I need to write that down. I want to know what that was. So go over to Instagram and find me at your engagement coach and send me a DM. I want to hear it. And if your business bestie is missing out on all of these juicy strategies, make sure to take a screenshot of the episode and share it to your stories. Remember to tag me so that I can thank you personally for all your support. I'll see you on the next episode.